you still have to get it done at the time that it really counts, which we have not managed to do. It's the first time that you could genuinely say that there is a chance that we could be World Cup champions. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Alan Quinlan has joined us in studio. Morning, Quinny. Morning, lads. How are you? We're great. And we've um, a bucket full of stuff to chat about. Um, first of all, we might uh, talk about the Women's Six Nations, obviously, starting this weekend. I met your presenting colleague outside the Aviva on Saturday after the game, and she was obviously buzzing after having got the uh, Grand Slam done. And I was watching her press conference, Neve Briggs, during the week, obviously, in the lead into this game. Uh, spoke really positively about the spirit, about the players, uh, about where they're at, about vibing off the fact that they were in the same environment as the Grand Slam team and some of the players quizzing Johnny Sexton about you know his technique and various bits and pieces like um, I was really buying her positivity I must say Yeah I think she's um, she's very excited about it I think working with with players now who are who are not all of them are fully contracted but they're in a professional setup now if you like it wasn't that long ago we were you know talking about the setup, the facilities—not not the facilities, but just the whole environment and and support networks—that um, was obviously pretty high profile. The training, the skills, uh, matches we've seen the last couple of years, not qualifying for the World Cup, um, watching the ladies then play, and you know a lot of talk about skills development and where they're at, um, which is understandable. And I think um, that was something that kind of came out in a lot of those, those disappointments in the last couple of years. You know, upskilling the players, and they've now been put into an environment, albeit again, you can still talk about it and um, the the level of of. Uh, the depth of those contracts and the amount of money that's been paid but it's a very very good starting point and you have to give the IRFU credit for that Um, they've taken they took on board what was in the report and they're starting to make changes around the women's game which is very positive Um, there's still a a long road Um, I think Greg McWilliams has openly spoken about um, you know I worked for the women's Six Nations last year and I remember preparing for the Welsh game the first game in the RDS of the tournament and it was all about patience and it'll take time mm. it's still the case um, there's a lot of new players are starting tomorrow against Wales there's only one of the backs Nicole Cronin who played in that game against right. Wales last year so there's there's six new backs in there now three or four of them have made their debuts in Japan on the tour in the summer um, and that was a really important tour for him mm-hmm. um, as regards togetherness getting a feel for what it's like to go on tour the preparation all that kind of stuff time for video analysis you know and, and really kind of building as a unit and feeling you know when you go away and jump on the plane it's it's great you're on a I always love those summer tours um, by the way I hope they don't get rid of them there's talks that there will be a global calendar in the men's game now and that maybe we won't see those tours anymore um, I love them as a player and obviously working on them now so for the girls to go away and, and kind of have that bond and, and in, enjoy uh, each other's company and, and play those Fast matches tracks the, uh, yeah it does it makes them feel part of something that's moving in the right direction I think that's my whole point here so there's eight changes in this team in uh, from last year so half the team it's it's new um, there's a lot of young exciting girls who are in the team so Wales are a little bit more 
progressed because it's their second year with professionals. And they have 15 players playing in the English Premier 15s. Like well, all 23 20, tomorrow. Sorry, 23 in the every the whole 23 squad. are, are playing in the Wales. Premiership, yeah. you know. So that, that gives you an added advantage. And it's something that we've spoken about in the women's game, about getting the level of the All-Ireland League and getting more teams competitive. Yeah. That is one of the so, challenges. So by design, they're a little bit... They're, they're obviously year three into their own professional thing and so by design that coupled with the Premier 15s they're a little bit further down the track but that that's it's almost that race for third still isn't it like we're still expecting France yes, and England Fra- France and England are the two powerhouses here and, and um, again it's it's a tough start for Ireland being away and yeah. going back to your original question with Neve, she is very excited about it because mm-hmm. and I'm sure the other coaches are as well um, being able to see the development and the the skills, uh, the skill set, the enthusiasm, uh, the exuberance of some of these young players that are coming in, which is is um, is brilliant for them. So um, it's going to be difficult because you just, as you say, twenty three for Wales are more more advanced, and um, and that is probably the hard part here. It's hard to kind of it, it's it's hard to kind of go and say well. They should be beating Wales, they should be beating Scotland, they should be beating Italy because you're not really sure where the other teams are at yet and you'll get a, an obvious barometer tomorrow. Mm. Um, yeah, well, there's a big on Wales were very big and physical last year and that's yeah. one kind of area. Now, look, if you look at the Irish forwards, um, there's there's some brilliant players in there. Dorothy Wall is, is there, Maeve o- O'Leary, Brittany Hogan, Sam Monaghan, she was outstanding last year. Uh, Nicola Friday, the captain, Neve Jones, the hooker, uh, Sive McGrath is um, Maybe, she's yeah. only eighteen, so she's um, she's young and she's it's her first cap. Linda Dojang, she's a brilliant player, great ball carrier. So the pack looks, uh, you know, that it has something about it. Um, they have a fair bit of experience. Um, they're all playing at, at a high level. Um, a little bit unknown in the backs, a little bit, but um, it should be exciting and. It'd be stating the obvious to say if they were to get a result tomorrow against Wales, how good that would be for confidence going forward. They've got France home next in Cork, um, which is you know France and England are the ones to beat, obviously, um, and the others. Then, so I think it is a kind of a race to try and get into that position of of um, you know beating Wales, beating Scotland. Both of those games are away. The it, Italian game is away, mm. so it's is that, that's that's dodgy. Then the way it makes the it harder. Of, yeah, so England and you're probably and thinking at home. Then you're going to lose to England and France. With with all due respect, yeah. probably even though we ha- you have them at home, and then the three that you kind of want a little bit of edge that are fairly evenly matched most yeah. years, those three are away. So it makes it a little bit different. But look, um, no matter what happens here, I think we'll see a team that's. Um, that's very well prepared. Um, that'll be exciting to watch, and that um, you know, look, they're going to take a little bit of time, and, and I'm sure Greg and Neve and Dennis Fogarty and the other coaches will will say sometimes it's a bit unknown because um, it is a step up this level. It's the same in the men's when you go up to international level, it's a step up. So hopefully they start well and um, get a bit of confidence and build confidence tomorrow and uh, we wish them well. Yep, Cardiff Arms Park, 2.15 tomorrow, we'll be keeping an eye. The under-20s we wanted to chat a little bit about as well because although it sort of wrapped up obviously last weekend, we haven't had a huge amount of time to pick through it. They really sort of, look at the TV exposure obviously helps with this stuff and the fact that they were winning helps with this stuff. But the fact that like a lot of the players look like they are 
absolutely ready to step onto the pitch for senior rugby, including um, Prendergast at half. A lot of them look like they could just step into a URC town. Yeah, and a few of them have been added to, to have, yeah. uh, Munster, Leinster squads for Europe, yeah. uh, which shows um, the captain has been brilliant, Gus McCarthy as well. Um, the skill set. Um, producing another another hooker who can uh, like Dan Sheehan who can run up and down the wing and offload it's it's phenomenal he was he was brilliant um, where are they all going to kind of stay because they've Kelleher and Sheehan you think they're going to be around for a and long the same time for some John of the back rows like another, the competitiveness there that's, that's the yeah, challenge look, now isn't great. it for a lot of these players that like yeah and it's one of the things that people were asking me Joe was asking me in the Virgin, Virgin Media last week we didn't have a lot of time Adrian to go through it uh, I know Bernard Jackman spoke about it this week whether it was on the podcast or on Against the Head um, where do these guys go now and last year's team where like a lot of last year's under 20s Grand Slam winning team have gone into the provinces and uh, we haven't seen a huge amount of them, probably more in Leinster, but obviously the the, the you know there's there's a number of there's a couple of Connacht guys in here that are incredibly exciting. You know, you Gavin and, and John Devine, uh, the, the winger and the the, the, the first centre as well. Um, the the two Munster lads again, uh, Brian Gleeson and Ruan Quinn. They look like. Men, mm. not not boys, really, don't they? It's funny that they, they line up. I know they take on the the senior team in, in Abbottstown very often in the kind of behind closed doors games. Like, is that that being exposed to elite performance at that age? Well, is, when, it, when it's controlled, when it's yeah. controlled, you know, it isn't like uh, back in the day when when Shannon, when I was with Shannon, and we'd go up to um, we'd go up to Derry Knockan uh, in Young Monsters uh, training ground, which was not in Greenfields. It was another mile or two out the road. The lighting wasn't great, <laughs> and uh, you're doing full-on scrums and mauls against uh, Peter Claw, Gerard Claw, Desi Claw, Gerald, uh, Ray Ryan, all these fellas, and you're gone. Jesus <laughs> Christ! If I fall on the ground here tonight, I'm gone. There is no, there's no linesman, there's no sighting commission. So that's that's a bit different. And uh, that was free for all, and the more kind of rows and stuff the better training <laughs> yeah, went yeah. Both for both sides and that was when I was starting out in the IL this is a little bit different Shane it's yeah. controlled but <laughs> it is your point is you know someone like Paddy McCarthy there that's a tight head has been outstanding as well you know the ball carrying he's Joe McCarthy's brother um, George Haddon he got a try the other night against England yeah. even the props coming off the bench George Morris and Feekna Barrett They've all added, um, you know, here, and they all look really, really strong and powerful. The biggest strength here, I think, is is or the biggest thing that's the most impressive for me is the physicality of the forwards. Um, I saw him in round one over in Wales. Dave and I were over doing the commentary, and we 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 were there very early. So when the day arrived, they walked out onto the field. Obviously, it was very quiet. Uh, I was chatting to Richie Murphy and a few of the coaches and 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 some of the players. I remember Evan O'Connell as a little mm. small whippersnapper going around Paul's house when we were back in the day. Yeah, and small whippersnapper da- Danny Sheehan as well, Frankie's nephew, he's Joey's son. So these guys, I just couldn't believe how big they were, that, how physical. That, that, that's the not size. the sort of thing that'll help them when they get to the senior ranks because uh, they'll be all apart big. Apart from yeah. anything else, the teams, that the players that they're playing against now will have will all be big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the skill set is really impressive. Um, Hugh Cooney, who's the outside centre and someone told me about him before I think it was um, John O'Sullivan writes for the Times uh, before the tournament just he watched a lot of these guys and 
people know their names now. Yeah. You know, people have watched him in the last number of weeks. He's a brilliant player, Hugh Cooney. Um, there's there's lots of these guys who will go on and make it and be very very good professionals and could play for Ireland. They have the real potential. Uh, well, Conor O'Tiernig, James McNabney, you can name them all. On that, uh, playing for Ireland bit, are we likely to see, now there might be a, an absolutely sensationalist aspect to this, so feel free to uh, remove the air from that if you need to. Are we likely to see more Ben Healy's in the sense that like we're talking about obviously a very young profile of this Irish team that are there at the minute, very young profile around the provinces in, in a lot of the positions you're talking about. The opportunities might not be there for a lot of these players and they may seek to... Scotland to be an well, obvious one. Um, the starting team the other night is about 10 again from Leinster. So I know Ben Healy is qualified for Scotland. Through yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and, could and they go somewhere in residency and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, there's about 10 of these guys. The starting team last week were from Scotland. There's two or three from Connacht, two from Munster. Uh, I'm trying to look at the rest of the names here. One from Ulster in the starting team. Yeah, that's the way it was uh, last week. So the vast majority of Leinster again, which is not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of Connacht lads on the bench as well from Sligo, Corinthians, Galwegians. So I have to mention them. I think the underage setup and systems in 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 Connacht is really really strong, and they've four or five guys here, are real good players who will make a big impact. You think those guys will kind of get into the Connacht group? I mean it respectfully easier. Mm. The obvious one is the ten or twelve or fifteen Leinster fellas that are probably in this wider squad. Where do they go? Can Leo Cullen? Can they go into the academy? Is there enough room for them? How many went in last year? So there's a certain number of them. It's just a numbers game. Where do they all go? And that's the point I was making. So um, then some of them will have to make decisions if they're really good. Um, and I think like the hooker and captain Gus McCarthy. So. Again, I don't want to speak for the the guy, um, and he may fancy his chances of going into the setup. But with Sheehan and Kelleher, young young as well, like you're just kind of thinking, I want to play for Ireland. He wants to play for Ireland, Gus McCarthy. Does he need to go to another province? Does he need yeah. to go to the UK, um, France, whatever? And then he doesn't get selected for Ireland, or does he go well, to another province? Well, a career can just whittle away. We're, we'll we'll talk later on about Quivin Kelleher uh, in the football, and a career can just well. There's another number of other pl- players in Leinster who are good enough to play probably international rugby, and they're they're staying with Leinster. Two obvious ones are Max Deegan and Scott Penny. Mm. So, you know what I mean. Um, it's down to the personal choices, um, you know, because you have if you look at Max Deegan got capped a number of years ago. And he was ahead of Doris, he was ahead of Jack Conan, and now, you know, he's an incredible player for Leo Cullen to have. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, he's a brilliant player and could. There is a risk moving elsewhere as well. Of course. You know, that can and happen. They, they, will, they will also There's play a lot of really good under 20s there, and it's very exciting. They I think, play a lot and, of and how they're managed now is really important, and what the yeah. decisions they make individually with their families, and there'll be agents sniffing around yeah. trying to sign some of them up as well. There'll probably be um, they'll play a lot of U- URC, of course, is the thing um, which we'll mention before we wrap up. Uh, Leinster Stormers tonight, Connacht, Edinburgh, Munster, Glasgow, and Ulster Bulls. All of those uh, three games tomorrow. Um, with Munster, particularly, like obviously, people are looking ahead to the Heineken Champions Cup next weekend. They have the Sharks on Saturday. They got so close to a Heineken Cup semi final last year. How important is it, Quinny, now that the, from this game is bigger that they that they close this out strong? Glasgow is, is bigger, right? Than next week, right? To be honest, because. They're not going to win the European Cup. Of course, they want to go to the Sharks in South Africa and and give it a go. And 
but the reward for if they were to beat the Sharks in South Africa is to lose away so mm. you're kind of thinking they won't think like that of course you just take you try and take it one week and, uh, as they go but tomorrow against Glasgow for me <clears throat> getting a minimum of four points uh, would put them to 40, you know four or five points puts them to 51 52 points that's enough to secure them definitely a top eight, I think. Mm. Um, given the, the, the other chasing pack of the Bulls, the Sharks, Connacht, Benetton, Cardiff, I'd say to be in the top eight because they have to go to South Africa for the two. They play Stormers and Sharks, which is going to be incredibly difficult anyway. So if they take their eye off the ball tomorrow, it's a problem. Um, and we saw from the last game they played in Cork, they won 49-42 against the Scarlets. Mm. The attack was brilliant, but the defence was poor. Um, so they need to sort that out because Glasgow will have their internationals back tomorrow not all of them but they'll have some of them, some of them yeah. and it'll be dangerous but for Connacht it's the interesting one for me yeah. because you know Connacht are since the last round they're, they're, they're into eight on 39 points mm. um, they play Edinburgh next at home tomorrow then Cardiff at home and then they're away to Glasgow win two of those and I think they're in the top seven, maybe. They probably have I, to be the first two, two realistically, don't they? The, they, the Edinburgh and Cardiff. They have to be Edinburgh and Cardiff, yeah. And then they're away to Glasgow in the last one. But they've given themselves a real shot in the arm here. Um, you wouldn't have thought it kind of two, three months ago um, of, of really getting something out of the season now by making the playoffs number one and also being in Europe. The problem they are if they finish, if Connacht finished eighth, um, they may not make Europe because one of the well, we've no Welsh team in that top eight, and there has to be from the four shields. So that would f- knock. It would knock number eight out if there isn't. Um, so at the moment, if you can imagine where they're sitting at the moment, if it was now and it was over, they're sitting at eight. Cardiff for intent. Cardiff would replace them and and okay. jump in to Europe. Connacht would still play in the playoffs. So. Um, Hell of a lot to play. Three rounds to go. Um, Leinster obviously Stormers tonight. That should be a, a sh- should be a game. And then they're in South Africa. Um, Ulster have three home games, so I think they're in a great position to have a home quarter, possibly catch the Stormers as well. They'd be hoping Leinster win tonight, and that they, but they have three home games, so they have the easiest run in Ulster. Rory Larmer was in contact on YouTube to say that uh, he's loving your jacket. Very good. Nice jacket, like. Yeah, thank you. you know, we bring up the fashion sticks in here, yeah. Jesus, yeah. It's very tasty, isn't it? Putting the pressure on. Although I wouldn't be going on Chen's uh, judgment on the fashion. fashion Adrian's jealous. It's it's middle aged fashion set. <laughs> Good man, thanks for right, Enjoy the games over again. We'll catch up with you next week. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.